We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What a freaking win. The Lakers in a very stressful game. Uh, I don't know if you can see. I think I think I do have like a gray hair or two coming in. They defeat the Golden State Warriors in the craziest game of the year. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com post post game show. I am your host, Sean Davis. You guys can follow me on Twitter at RX now, excuse me, at Sean underscore D-A-B-I. This is Lakers Nation post post game show where we dive into the advanced X's and O's and analytics and breaking down what went well, what didn't go well. And where this Lakers team needs to go going forward. And again, oh my God, what a game. 145 to 144. The Lakers are 2-0 in the stretch where I said this seven-game stretch where I said the Lakers need to go 5-2. They've gotten two so far. The They beat, I already forgot who we last played. They beat the Bulls. They beat the Warriors tonight in the first game of this Grammy road trip. We're going to dive in here. We're going to welcome you guys in from YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We take your questions and comments on tonight's show. Any super chats are greatly appreciated. Make sure we get to all those on this show. They will be answered live, and we'll get to a bunch of your other uh, questions and comments as well. Where do we start (laughs) on a game like that? Uh, Do we start with D'Angelo Russell having the most absurd 45-second stretch I think I've ever seen from any NBA player ever. Like the bipolarness of D'Angelo Russell. He has three back-to-back-to-back crazy bad uh, offensive possessions. And then I think the Lakers get a stop. He's off of of a stop or a steal. D'Lo gets the – he gets to push the ball off the floor. And he takes the biggest like Russell Westbrook shot saying, no, 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 no. Yes, good shot for D'Lo. And he hit he hit a big shot. He hit a big shot. The Lakers took the lead. Wow. Um, that 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 45 second stretch was insane. Um, all right, let's see. We already got super chat here. Mama mentality, my guy says Sean in all caps. We got the win, my boy. Sorry you missed it. We need your commentating on playback. Lakers over 500 again. I, I don't know if I would have been able to make it through tonight's game. I don't know if I would have made it. I don't know if I would have made it. Uh, through tonight's game, if I was on playback, shout out to Ryan and shout out to to, to Trev Dog holding it down, holding the fort down on, on on playback tonight. Let me get the the night off on playback. But um, man, I mean, this is wild. Uh, let's take a look at the box score. I do want to say this: the Lakers tried their hardest to give this game away. I felt like they had too many 
like common sense blunders down the stretch where I thought uh I want to say it was double OT. You know, it was I want to say it was going the the three to go two overtime. Let, let me fact check here really, really, really quickly. Um Clay missed three. Hold on. I'm trying I'm trying to find the clay three. Okay, boom. To send the game to double overtime, the Lakers are up. And it's a it's a it's a nice play design by Steve Kerr. Gets Clay. You, you have a, like a fake handoff into a flare screen action with Steph saying the flare for Clay. It is a guard to guard screen. I get it. It's Steph and Clay. You want to keep stay attached to Steph if you're Vando, but you have to to just stay attached and just switch. Come on, man! Like you had that blunder when that that was a, a that was a, a bigger blunder. Um, then the one in, in, in double OT, I want to say the one that, that got Steph the open look one, that's a, a moving screen from hell and two AD was kind of further back off. So that's a little bit of a tougher play. The bigger mistake I thought was the one at the end of overtime to try to steal the game. And you, you botch a, a switch the second time Bando just got crushed, but, um, you got like the Lakers suck in these late game scenarios where there is the obvious foul situation or it's an obvious switch situation or, or things like that and it feels like every time they just they just crumble they don't do a good job there and it's really really frustrating because like a lot of this is, is, is like easy stuff in my opinion so like you should always you look at every nba team every serious one at least they are switching out of bounds situations late especially right so Got to do that more, man. The Lakers, they stay locked in in the nine spot right now. Now on a two-game win streak. They're a game and a half back of Dallas. They're three games back of Phoenix at the sixth seed. So that's why, again, we need the Lakers to go on this five and two run, kind of like I said, get some momentum going here. And, you know, for, for a post-All-Star break run. Um Really, really happy to see Anthony Davis fight through and, and, and be able to finish this game off. Uh, I don't know if we have any update yet on Anthony Davis's condition. Uh, really, really surprised that he that he came back into the game tonight. Um, so glad he's all right. Glad he was able to finish the game. He still has some big plays for you tonight. Um, and yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis was big. LeBron James. Oh, my goodness. This the, the shot making from LeBron James in the fourth quarter tonight was incredible if we go you go look at fourth quarter in the overtime periods for lebron james we're going to pull up his his shot chart here he was spectacular in in the overtime especially especially in overtime it felt like in the fourth quarter the fourth quarter lebron only took two shots that's a problem in my opinion like that's like borderline ridiculous like how do we not go back to lebron james was absolutely feeling it, but in in overtime, uh, in overtime he had two, four, six, eight points plus free throws, uh, plus the two free throws on the stretch. So LeBron James icing the icing the game, and he was spectacular tonight for LeBron. Fourteen to twenty five shooting, two of four from three, perfect from the free throw line, a career high twenty rebounds, twelve assists, three turnovers, and thirty six points which I want to say is a game high. Or what does Steph have? Oh, Jesus Christ. Steph, Steph had 46. 
Um, but LeBron was nuts. LeBron was nuts. Uh, Austin Reeves, 17 points, six, re, uh, six assists, did have five turnovers, missed a big free throw. I want to say the missed free throw, we're up three in overtime. Is that accurate? No, uh, Austin's free throw would have been three in double overtime, and then Steph hits the three. Um, Anthony Davis on one leg, 29 points, 13 rebounds, three assists, four blocks, seven of nine from the free throw line, 11 to 24 shooting. Um, D'Lo, 28 points, five assists, four turnovers, two steals, eight of 19 shooting, five of eight from three. Uh, D'Angelo Russell was spectacular. Jared freaking Vanderbilt. I know statistically or like analytically speaking, you guys know me. I'm a big like film guy, X's and O's guy. And like, obviously that leans into like some of the analytics and stuff like that. And the analytics says, do not start Jared Vanderbilt. My brain says you have to start Jared Vanderbilt. Now he's back. He's playing so impactful basketball right now. And I get it right. Like the Lakers offense, has it been at its best with Vando on the floor? Sure, right? I understand that. But for crying out loud, man, if you're not able to, to scheme Vando offensively and utilize him in these situations that we've seen the Lakers utilize Vando in recently, and that is as a as a as a ball screener, as an off-ball screener, as a short roll guy, as a as a um as a uh facilitator out of the short roll like i said as a cutter i i mean i don't understand it and this is my and you guys i feel like some of the chat are gonna get upset at me so i have two i have two takes back to back we get to a couple of super chats that we got just submitted but in the rest of you guys' uh comments but i have two takes that i feel like you guys are gonna get pissed off at me about so please don't please don't tag me let me let me uh get my take off austin reese needs to come off the bench that's one and the starting lineup should be D'Lo, LeBron, Bando, AD. And you can probably still keep Torian in the starting five. I like Torian shooting to kind of like offset the uh, the uh, like Vanderbilt's negative shooting ability, right? You can use Vando as an off-ball screener for Torian Prince. I think that lineup makes a lot of sense, right? If I pull up cleaning the glass really quickly, I'm not sure if we've seen that lineup a ton this season. Um... Let me see right quick. D'Lo, Rui, Vandal, Braun, AD. I disagree with that one. Uh, let's see. Lakers, really quickly, trying to pull up, cleaning the glass. Probably should have already had it up. All right, cool. We got uh, LeBron, AD, D'Lo. Ah, crap. I actually clicked off of them. D'Lo, Braun, Torian. Watch Clean the Glass. We haven't seen this lineup at all all year. That would not surprise me. Very limited sample size. But that lineup is a minus 12 in 25 possessions. They're not scoring the ball well. 76 points per 100 possessions, but 89 points per 100 possessions on the defensive end. I think add some more sample size to it, then we'll see. But I think that lineup should work. Um, so that's my first take. That's my first take. I'm still starting Torian. Like, I don't think Torian's bad. I'm still starting him. I just think that Torian Prince shouldn't play 25 minutes, especially in a game where he didn't hit a three and he's a minus 21. 
right? Torian shouldn't play over 20 minutes if he's not hitting shots. Like, that should never happen, right? It's not that he gets Torian necessarily, right? But it's it, it's more so, like, your, your role is to shoot, and you're not hitting the ball. Okay, cool. Come off the bench. I, I think it's that simple. And then my second take, and this is the one where I'm really thinking you guys are going to kind of, like, jump off at me. This team needs Gabe Vincent. Or this team needs a dude like Gabe Vincent. So if you're saying go get Alex Caruso, okay. But this team needs a dude like that, right? This team needs a guy like that desperately, right? So I, I know we I know we're trolling. I know we like to you know make poke fun at the uh Gabe Vincent situation, the Miami Heat guards or whatever when they leave Miami, but you need Gabe Vincent. And, and simply because this team needs a guard POA. Max has kind of struggled recently, right? Ice Cold says already have cameras. Cameras can't shoot. Like Gabe is a legitimate secondary playmaker, can shoot the three, and he's a good guard point of attack defender. I think you need a guy like it. Now, granted, right? Alex Caruso is there. And I'm at the point now. Well, I say you go get Alex Caruso. I almost don't care, right? I'm not training Austin. I'm not training D'Lo, obviously. But, like, JHS, beat it. Gay, beat it. 2029 or whatever pick, go ahead. We need Alex Caruso on this team. Or just a guy like that. Because you get into these matchups. Like, like when you look at the, at the landscape of the Western Conference right now, right? And let's say, let's say you have to face a Sacramento in the first round. Who in the hell is guarding De'Aaron Fox? If you want to say Vando, cool. We need a guy that can guard the opposing player's best guard, but also be a positive on the offensive end. You can play Vando off the floor, right? You face the Denver Nuggets in the first round. Who's guarding Jamal Murray? I think we saw last year. I don't love Jared Vanderbilt and Jamal Murray, right? Alex Caruso. Bam. So you get in these playoff series and we start talking about these elite guards. It's not a discussion. We, we don't have to, to think this through and say, <clears throat> who's going to guard so-and-so and so-and-so? Alex Caruso. And you can play Caruso and Vanderbilt together. Ice Code A says uh, Caruso or Bruce Brown be great for the role. I'm getting one of those two. two if, if, if there is some way the Lakers can get two of these five players, I'm about to list off five players that can really help this team. The Lakers can get Alex Caruso, Bruce Brown, Nick Richards, Dorian Finney-Smith. This is a sneaky one. Cody Martin, the uh, wing from, from Charlotte. If the Lakers can get two of those five, we are out there. Andre Drummond in there too, so six. If the Lakers can get two of those six people, of those six players, you are cooking. I don't think for this year's team, I don't think you need to trade D'Lo. If you can get two of those six dudes, we are set, right? <clears throat> you are set. Make sure you guys smash that like button. I think on my end, I can't even see on my end. So uh, make sure you guys really do smash that like button. Really do appreciate you guys in here. This is the largest turnout for a post-post game show uh, since the start of the new year. So we do appreciate you guys very, very much. Let's get to a couple of these super chats. Get back to your questions and comments we are 116 likes right now let's try to get that up to 200 by the end of the stream 
Uh, ben says, Lakers win despite Darvin Ham and his boyfriend, Torian Prince, and the refs. Uh, how do we not call uh, – how do we not call a flagrant foul Draymond Green? I want to say it was at the end of the fourth quarter. How do we not call that? He like he made he wound up made contact with the face. I don't understand how we don't call that. The moving screen from hell again, like twice they missed two calls right there. Now the one call, like with AD, I, I think when they go back, I think that the foul underneath the basket, like uh, where Steph boxing out AD, I think they'll probably say that's not a foul. But there's no way you don't go back. And say the 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 contact to the face from Draymond in the in the moving screen is not that. Like I don't I don't understand it. Uh, can we make a case that this was Ham's worst game of the season or of his tenure? Of the season, I feel like Darvin's probably had a uh, worse game. I feel like he's had a worse game. Maybe I'm being optimistic because Lakers won. And the Lakers still, they had a 57% play calling rate tonight, so I'll take it. If that number was really, really low, then I would probably agree with you. Uh, Let's see. Ed Carter says, 24 possessions with the lineup from last year before tonight. Can't wait to see the stats of clean the glass. Can we just use this lineup going forward? Maybe it's up now. Let me see right quick. Let me see. Nope, never mind. It's still 24 possessions. So, yep, we'll see you tomorrow. Um, I think that's probably your only – that's the best lineup to run um, if you if you want to keep D'Lo and, and, and Austin together. Like, that is your best lineup. Uh, Yovan deleted it. So, the Yovan tweet was uh, – Okay, never mind. If you're, if you're talking about the one where he's talking about Vando, that I'm not sure because he deleted it and it's really nothing there. Um, but but we'll get back to it. But um, if, if you do want to play Austin and D'Lo, like, like I was saying, that is your your best bet right there to to play it is with Vanderbilt on the floor. Like that's really your only shot. Any other lineup doesn't really make sense. Um, it, it doesn't really make sense there because they just can't guard. So for the love of God, please stop running D'Lo, Austin, Torian, and Prince Lyos. I've been begging for this all season long. Stop running that group. Stop running that group. Um, on the season, the starting, the current starting five, <laughs> the current starting five is a plus four, a plus five, excuse me. It, it is a plus five. It's scoring 121.5 points per 100 possessions, which is great. But, but it is giving up 116, which is not what you want. It's not what you want. You, you can't you can't win basketball games giving up 116 points, right? So that is, is super super frustrating. And why I've been begging the Lakers for the longest time to stop running the that lineup. So if we go look at the Lakers lineups here. We filter out like South Bay groups. So no South Bay players. No Jackson Hayes either. Uh, no Dylan Wimbler. No Demoy Hodge. No Max Lewis. All right, cool. So you look at the Lakers lineups. Lakers minus South Bay guys are a plus one, right? 
their best groups are uh, that that one. The starting five currently is a, is a plus five, sure. Uh, but your next group is D'Lo, Cam, Torian, LeBron, AD. I know that group. I've talked about this group on end a ton recently. This group, I think, kind of gets the bet doesn't get enough benefit of the doubt because that's when Torian couldn't buy a shot, right? Um, what is the best Vando lineup? I'm very curious. The best lineup with Jared Vanderbilt on the floor currently is Cam, Torian, LeBron. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's let let's backtrack. Uh, D'Lo, Max, Ruri, Vando, AD. That makes a ton of sense. Um. So Darvin Ham says, well, right now I'll consider getting me something to eat, a nice glass of wine, and consider sleeping very soon here. Getting a good night's sleep. No lineups questions, please. Yeah. Uh, the one with Max. Uh, yeah, like I said, D'Lo, Max, Rui, Vando, AD, plus 32.3 and 31 possessions. That's a really good matchup. I mean, really good lineup right there. But – yeah, I I just really really don't think that the Lakers can can start that the starting five. Um, oh never mind, never mind. The tweet's still up. Tweet's still up. I didn't see it at first. All right, let's get back to some of your questions and comments here on YouTube. Patrick says that game was crazy. I'll always take a double uh, a win over the Dubs. Should we trade Austin Reeves? I don't know how to do a poll. If Trevor, if Tre Trevor, if you're around. You might put up a poll for me because I don't know what to do on my end. But my answer, I'm still going to stand pat and say no, right? I know Austin has not played well. I think a large part of, of like Austin not really playing well is because with, with him starting, this is this is another reason why. It's another reason why I, I'm saying move Austin back to the bench. It's not really a performance thing. I think <clears throat> I think with Austin not shooting the ball well. In catch and shoot scenarios this season, I I just don't see how playing him next to D'Lo really benefits him. So Austin Reeves this season is a thirty four point seven percent catch and shoot three point shooter in the regular season. If you uh, we're just looking at spot up attempts, Austin Reeves on spot up attempts this season is a twenty sorry thirty four point five percent catch uh, spot up three point shooter and a twenty nine point seven transition three point shooter. On pick and rolls, though, he's a forty-one. He's a forty-one point one percent pick and roll three-point shooter. He's still a really efficient pick and roll scorer, and therefore really efficient just scorer in general with the ball in his hands. Still, I still believe that, right? So to tap into that more, and like he, like look at this efficiency for Austin: over one point per possession on ISOs, over one point per possession on, on pick and rolls. Austin Reeves, in terms of. Uh, Pick and roll point per, uh, points per percentage rank. He's in the 82nd percentile in scoring out of ball screens this season, right? Um, so if we filter this out, uh, five times 46. So if we filter this out to anybody that has like 120 ball screen possessions this season, anybody with 120 ball screen possessions this season, uh, I don't know why. There we go. Which is. So Austin Reeves, out of the top 76 players to have at least 120 pick and rolls, Austin Reeves is still a top 20 pick and roll scorer in the league. 
like some of the dudes he's ahead of are, are elite. He's a better pick and roll scorer this year than are are like he's more efficient out of pick and roll. Excuse me, than Trey Young, Damian Lillard, Paul George, Dejounte Murray. Ironically, De'Aaron Fox, Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards. So like Austin Reeves is still a great pick and roll scorer, or just like facilitate player out of a, out of a ball screen. If you go effective field goal percentage with Austin Reeves. It's uh, filtering out right now, so give me a sec. So I think by by utilizing Austin in more of this role, if you go effective field goal percentage, Austin Reeves is the has the eighth best effective field goal percentage out of ball screens for any player that has at least 120 ball screens this year. Better than Jamal Murray, Devin Booker, KD, Paul George, Derek White, Trey. I'm not saying he's better than these dudes, obviously, right? Marcus has just had that many ball screens. Sheesh. Okay, so our SGA. Like, the dudes that are ahead of him are Giannis, which is unfair, Luka, Tyrese Halliburton, Quickly, Harden, Terry Rozier, Kawhi. Right? So, bring Austin off the bench. Let him do more of this stuff. Like, we go back to Austin really, really quickly. Here. We're going to get to our, 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 our sponsor sleeper here in just a sec. But if we look at Austin... I wonder if it'll let me do this. It will. He only had four possessions out of a ball screen tonight. Oh, wait, wait, wait. One sec, one sec. So he had eight possessions out of ball screens, five against Chicago, three against the Clippers, two against Portland. He's been more of a spot-up guy recently or like a, a, a transition dude or off-screen dude. Let him... Let him really get back into his ball screen scoring ability. But like I said, he's the eighth best pick and roll scorer in the NBA right now. And I get it. Austin hasn't played well. Defensively, they're attacking him. But you can kind of kill two birds with one stone. You can you can lean back into what Austin does great for you right now. And kind of limit what he hasn't been as good at for you on both ends of the floor. He hasn't been this great shooter this season for you off the ball. And he's getting attacked defensively. Put him in positions to be more successful on both ends of the floor. And I think you'll see better uh, better uh, performances out of Austin Reeves. Austin is overrated. Not sure what you guys see in his game to say he's not to be traded. It's not even really uh, not sure what we see. Um... It's not even a really a, a, a what do we see in his game thing. It's a it's a contract value thing, right? Think about it this way, right? And I'm, I'm going to kind of explain it the best possible way I can, right? Um, and yes, Austin Reeves pick and roll is not winning your championship simple. He's not your he's not the number one option. I'm just saying utilize him as your in the best way possible for him, and we can and that Austin playing well ultimately is going to help this team. Right. So here's why we keep saying don't trade Austin Reeves. Number one, he is still on pound for pound one of the better contracts in the NBA. How many $12 million players are averaging 15 points a game? There's not a lot of them. Right. I think, secondly, there, there's a point potentially in three years of Austin's still here where we say, damn, I'm happy Austin Reeves is on a $12 million contract. Right. Or 13 or whatever it is at that point. One, just for simply like building out your roster, and two, because Austin, it's still very likely Austin's going to significantly outplay this contract. I say right now, he's probably, if not, 
outplaying it. He's right around the value, right? So we're negative now, but he's still outperforming the contract. At bare minimum, he's he's neutralizing the contract. And then secondly, every single team in the NBA is asking for Austin Reeves, right? So why sell low in air quotes on Austin Reeves? Why sell low on Austin, where this is probably the lowest he's going to get at? Why sell low and why include him in a trade where you don't have to? Well, you don't have to. Trading D'Lo is all about more so just his contract. I don't want to trade either of them, but you have to trade one. It's You have to trade D'Lo, right? Because the Lakers are in a lose-lose proposition this summer. They just are. Austin Reeves to the entire NBA, whether we like it or not, is the more valuable player currently long-term. It's because of the contract. It's because of the contract. Right, D'Lo for the past month has been great, but if you go back to December, every single person here was saying, "Oh my God, D'Lo sucks." Austin was is awesome. That is a fact. That's a fact. So I know D I'm sweating now. I know D'Angelo Russell has been great recently, um, and Austin's kind of been in a slump. But I think you put you shift Austin back to the bench, lean into what he's been great at for you, which is the pick and roll scoring. Put him in lineups. I like pairing him next to Vando, right? I like pairing him next to Vando. And now you can kind of neutralize the negative defensive impact that Austin has. Stop playing D'Lo Austin Torian for the love of all things Kobe. Stop doing it. And then if you are going to play D'Lo and Austin together, I'm pretty like firm on it has to be with Vando and AD on the floor because otherwise I just think you're going to get torched. I just think you're going to get torched. All right. We're going to take a quick second. And shout out our sponsor for today's show, and that is Sleeper. We're going to bring up our guy, Trev Dog. And Trevor, up, everybody? after this uh, crazy game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I, uh, I couldn't stay away. And I'm glad we get to do this now because I did this over on, on my show. And uh, I I went on my show, went football picks. And just given that there's some big games coming up, I thought uh, I thought we would do the same. Now, the cool thing about Sleeper is sometimes they have uh, these great deals. Like you can see that, I mean, they have essentially a freebie here. Brock Purdy, 0.5 passing yards. Yeah, I think I'm going to go more. I don't know, Trevor. Like, like that's tough. The Lions. I, I'm joking. Yes, take take. We're, we're gonna do more 0.5 passing yards there for Brock Purdy. 
Uh, you know, uh, true, true story. I think I've told you this before, but uh, but Brock Purdy's uh, sister was a student of mine when I was teaching. Really? Yeah. Did well, I tell, tell you that? Brock Purdy to come on the show. What the hell? Right? You, you have you have the connects. I know. It's kind of uh, weird yeah. though. Like if you call up your student, right? Like, like hey, yo, can 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 your brother come over and, and show up on my on my podcast? Yeah, that'd be a little weird. Uh, by the way, guys, you can download the Sleeper app. Super easy to do. Use that promo code Lakers Nation. You get up to five hundred dollars deposit match, which is super super great. Um, we're gonna make some picks here for this contest. If you've already downloaded the Sleeper app, you can uh, you can join in and make these along with us. But uh, but again, if you do download it, use that promo code Lakers Nation. Uh, Sean, where do you want to start? Oh, uh, let's see. What's that Lamar Jackson prop? Okay, let's look at Lamar Jackson. Uh, 168 and a half passing yards. Huh? And that oh. and that's on sale. We are taking that right more. Yeah, more. I thought those rushing yards for a second. That's why I asked. No, I that's like, that's passing. That? That's a that's a big discount, like a bonus play from them there. Um, okay, so there, there's another one that, that that's pretty good. Um, we've obviously we've got Brock Purdy. That's another one of their discount kind of plays. I wonder if it'll let us do two of them though. We'll uh, see. We'll find point. out. We'll find, we'll find out. out. So, um, oh, you can't combine him with with Zay Flowers. Him. I just can't combine it. him that way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, well, we'll obviously just take the Brock the Purdy Brock one, Purdy. Then. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, um, what else you want to look at? Does Mahomes, Chad? Do we think Mahomes has more than one and a half passing touchdowns? I think so, right? Yeah. If he's throwing it to Kelsey, is Rasheed White right? Sir, I'll just say more. Yes, Patrick Mahomes finds a way right, to get okay. some touchdowns. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. All right. Um, who else do we want to look at? What about? Hmm. What about Pacheco? Sixty-three and a half rushing yards. How are we feeling about that? Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, going up against Baltimore, I really like Zay Flowers more than forty-four and a half yards, though. I took that one as well on on my show. I like that. It takes that that could be one pass. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, so we have that one, and then Pacheco I'm, sixty-three and a half. Do we want to do know. that? Maybe, maybe we could we could just fade that one. I think we just stay away from it and maybe stay come away. back. Okay. Uh, let's try to find one more. Um, hmm. you can do sacks on here too. See, guys, again, sleeper app, great stuff. Um, I think we just do. We just roll with Pacheco. You want to go with Pacheco, and you what are you going with? Are you going with more or, or less? I think we'll go more. I think we'll go more. I think okay. we can go more. All right. So with that, our entry, you can the it's an eight point six four uh multiplier. So yep. if it's ten dollars, you can win out potentially eighty-six dollars on that. So once again, guys, use promo code Lakers Nation, download the sleeper app, and use the code Lakers Nation, and you can get a one hundred percent deposit match of up to five hundred dollars when you use the code Lakers Nation on the sleeper app. All righty. Thanks everybody for playing along. Hope you've uh you guys go check that out again sleeper's been a great sponsor for us so go check them out uh sean before i before i bounce out here the whole trade austin thing <laughs> go at it i have no problem trading austin no problem I at all 
with trading him. As long as you're getting a, a clear upgrade, and I think the Lakers, they want an all-star. They want they need Austin to package into an all-star level deal. I don't know that player is on the market right now. Yeah. That's what they want to use Austin for, is either to, to just keep him long-term or if they're going to move him, it has to be a clear all-star level, level player. I don't think that guy's on the market right now. Yeah. So I'm not, look, if, if tomorrow Donovan Mitchell is on the market, great. I'll drive, I'll drive Austin to the airport. <laughs> right. Like if, if tomorrow, some, if it's Trey young that comes on the market, oh if it's any, but that's yeah. what the Lakers want. That's what it would take for the Lakers to move on from Austin is that they find a deal that would bring them in that type of all-star level player. Otherwise they're not, they're not going to move them. You know, I, I think they like Austin. I think his contract is fantastic. I think if D'Lo and Austin both had the same contract, they'd be keeping both of them. If D'Lo and Austin were flipped on contracts, it'd be Austin. They'd be looking to move Austin. Yeah. Come on. That's it. Um. So the poll you just uh, sent out 13 minutes ago has roughly 450 votes, and 62% of the chat says no. Don't trade Austin. Um, and again, I think it just boils down to a contract thing, right? And also just an asset management thing for everything mm -hmm. that we've talked about for the past three weeks, I feel like now. Um, if it all starts available, sure, you do it. Obviously, I mean, obviously not sure. You do that, right? Um, we've talked about even with D'Lo. If it's not DeJounte Murray, I'm probably not trading D'Lo. So I don't know. I, mean, I think I think it's tough. Or let me backtrack. I'm not trading D'Lo like a one-for-one -one swap. It would have to be something where we talked about, like another team, a X and yeah. Y for D'Lo, something along those lines. Where D'Lo is the lone player going out for you got for us, and you get back to like quality rotation players. But outside of that, I'm not like aggressively looking to trade D'Lo unless I'm getting DeJounte Murray, which I don't know if you're getting DeJounte Murray at this point. So that's just something you got to be prepared for. Yeah, I mean, anything can happen right now. We're in that time of the year where, I mean, one text, one phone call changes everything. So uh, exciting time for sure. But uh, again, I, on my show, we focused a lot on the win and the fact that they got the W. And that was that's absolutely great. But um, yeah, we're, we're in the thick of it, certainly with trade season and all of that. I still think they're going to do something. I don't think they're going to move Austin unless something unexpected happens in terms of another player the hitting summer, the market. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it could be. Yeah. Um, it, Tina said the problem is you're not getting an all-star back if you trade Austin unless there are two firsts included and the Lakers don't have them. They do this, this summer. summer. Austin, Same. three firsts for Trey Young. They have, have them this summer. Yeah, so. You only have them on draft night, right? Uh, Well, I mean, technically. So you would make like the 20... Let's say the Pelicans say, no, we want the 2025 pick. Okay, so you're making a selection this year in the 2024 pick and teams would in theory if you have a trade set up on draft night the team whoever you're trading with let's say it's the Cavs and you're going to get Donovan Mitchell the team would the Cavs would say hey here's who we want you to pick with that selection the Lakers make the pick the guy puts on the wrong baseball cap but then everybody knows where he's really going yeah um the yeah, other I way is that. if the Pelicans say we're keeping the 2024 pick and you guys have the 2025 then you can make it whenever. Um, you could still make a trade, though. Like, even if the Lakers select somebody in the 2024 draft, and they could still uh, trade that player. Like, let's say it's July 4th. 
they could trade that player that at that time. The problem is usually you want to do it before you've actually made a selection sure. because the guy you pick may not be who the team you're trading with values there. So that's the the challenge with doing that, but you can do it until you sign that player. Once you sign that player and you get them ready to go play in, say, Summer League, you can't trade them for, I believe it's 60 days. Yeah. So that's the other, that's the the problem with, with doing that. So it gets a little bit tricky, but yes, the, the bottom line is this summer they'll have three picks uh, to put into a trade. So that that changes, that, that could change quite a bit in terms of what they can do over the summer. Yeah, great stuff. All right, well, I'm going to jump back out. Have a great rest of the show. And again, thank you, everybody, for coming in. Great night. Great Lakers win. And uh, I'll see you guys soon. All right. Appreciate you, Trev Dog. We are at now currently on the like side. We are at 254 likes. You guys are killing it. Let's see if we can now hit 300 now on uh, this stream. Let's get back to the rest of these super chats. Uh, let's see where we left off. Hollis says, uh, DeJounte Murray giving Lucas 73 makes it easier to keep D'Lo. I'm pretty sure it was like Jalen Johnson guarding <laughs> Luka the most of that game. But nonetheless, I think the more Atlanta loses, the more like that helps you. So if that's the point, then sure. Um, Atlanta, they are tied for 11th technically. The, the Nets have the tiebreaker, but the Hawks have lost four straight. The Hawks are 18 and 27. They're uh, seven and a half games out of the six seed. So the more and more that the, the Hawks are able to lose, I think the more and more that does help the Lakers. So um, I, I think that's really, really important. Uh, B-Row says, if you can get Kyle Lowry and them buy on market, you might as well just try to trade. You might as well just trade Gabe to try to get Alex. I mean, I think if, if you can get Alex Caruso in general, then I think the answer is absolutely do that, regardless of like Kyle Lowry's situation or, or whatever, right? Um, but yeah, I, I think regardless, you know, regardless of the situation. Let's see. We got Andrew Lee saying, did you see Yovan Sweet about Darvin Ham talking about Vandu starting? Yep. It was like uh, basically trying to dodge the question. When in reality, he just really needs to just say, yeah, you know what? Van has been great. We should probably play that guy more. Hmm. I think, I'm thinking about maybe do like a film breakdown or like a film thread on Twitter at Sean underscore DAVI about, about Vando. Because um, Vando's been great. Vando's been great recently, I feel. Uh, Tina says, Murray can't guard Luca. Yeah, he can't. I mean, I, that's not really what I was trying to say with the, the Jalen Johnson thing. It was more so just trying to say in general um, that. It wasn't really DeJounte. It was more so Jalen Johnson, if I recall correctly. But nonetheless. Uh, K. Irvin says, Bridges and Nick Richards for Vincent, Shafino, and a second. Yeah. I mean, like, if... I mean, there's going to be some baggage, right? But, like, value-wise? Yeah, I think it'd be silly not to. Just, like, pound for pound, like, contract for kind of, like, yeah. That's... Great value. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, AJ makes a great point. What is Ruby's role on this team? Maybe trade him. That is why I have been saying for the longest time, I am trading Ruby here at the deadline. Or, or, or let me backtrack. I am pretty aggressively looking for deals where I can package Ruby and get back more two-way players um, that 
have a simplified role that can play on this team and help this team win ball games. Because I think you look at Rui Hachimura, you're paying, what is it, $15 million this year, then 16, 17, if I recall correctly, right? And Trevor made this point on, on a previous show, right? It if LeBron goes down, you're kind of in, in a bind, right? Because then Ruby's your sixth man. He can come off the bench and be that microwaveable scorer for you in replace of LeBron, especially if LeBron is hurt, right? But if we're not going to completely utilize Ruby, especially because Vando is, is now back and really playing well on both ends of the floor for you or really defensively and making plays every so-so, uh, on, on the offensive end, right? There just isn't a consistent role for Rui Hachimura, and that's really frustrating. And I think he's frustrated by it. So with that being said, I think you do try, if you can, to, to, to see if it's a deal where you could package him and go get a, a 3 and D wing or a 3 and D guard or something like that. Like Trevor asked me recently, do I do Rui Hachimura for Dorian Finney-Smith? And my answer was yes, nothing against Rui. I think Rui is the better player. But I think when you look at, like, defined roles, Rui's – I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith would come in here and he would have a clear-cut defined role that I just don't think Rui Achimura has, and he's been here for a calendar year. So that's frustrating. Now, if LeBron doesn't play Monday, then I, I think Rui's going to play well and we're going to be like, oh, man, see, this is why you don't trade Rui. But when LeBron's here – there's a lot of redundancy there, and there's just a lot of, like, you can't play those two together, really, because the, the spacing gets a little weird. Um, so, I don't know, man. It's really, really frustrating. I, I feel for Rui, who tonight, perfect from the field, 11 points, four rebounds off the bench. That's that's frustrating. That's frustrating. <laughs> Tina says Ham doesn't know what roles are. Valid. That's a fair point. <laughs> AJ says, what is, uh, already saw that one. Sorry. Bobby Portis, what impact will Drummond bring to this roster? Um, I think he's just a, another big body, right? That you can throw on bigs, let AD kind of rest or whatever, and not have to take on the responsibility of that. Uh, take on more of that responsibility of guarding the, the best player or the, the, the big for 40 minutes or whatever rebounding to um yeah i I, th I think that's that's really what he would provide rebounding defenses i mean defense and kind of give 80 some rest on the defensive end of the floor um super chat here says dream package caruso dfs and Drummond. i, I don't know if that's possible if not caruso one of them if not sorry caruso one of them takes us top tier uh, keep AR and Dilo. David says 298 likes. We're right there, guys. Come on, we need two more likes to hit 300 for the live stream. Appreciate you guys. Um, uh, but going back to the super chat, this kind of like preaches my same sentiment from earlier, where there's six guys on my on my bulletin board or whatever, or my, my whiteboard. It's Alex Caruso, it's Andre Drummond, it's Dorian Finney Smith, it's Bruce Brown, it's Nick Richards, it's Cody Martin. If you could get two or three of those six somehow, then we're cooking. We're cooking, right? So if the Lakers, some, I mean, you're, you look at like a, a uh, like Gabe. Okay, let's see, Gabe. And hold on one second. Let me let, let me see what the uh, 
what the Lakers contracts are. Give me one sec. Or really, I don't need the Lakers. I need the the Bulls contract situation. <clears throat> let's see. Let's let, let's go to a uh, a trade finder. Not not trade finder. This is a two K. A trade machine. So to get Alex Caruso and Drummond. Oh, that's that's. I thought AC was making a little bit more. I'm not going to lie. So that's $12 million roughly. The only problem is I think you would need a first for both deals. Because salary-wise, I think it's pretty easy. I think it's Gabe. And I think it's like JHS. Or like Gabe, Jackson, Hayes. And that 29 first. That 29 first, right? That gets the deal done. Now you're really just convincing Brooklyn, like, hey, Rui Hachimura for, for Dorian Finney-Smith fairly straight up, right? Do they buy that? Do they Are they that interested in Rui Hachimura to take on Dorian Finney-Smith? Dorian Finney-Smith, I want to say, has two years left on his deal. I could be wrong, but I, I have this weird feeling, at least as of right now, that you would probably need both first to get both of those deals done. If that's the case, then I am prioritizing getting Alex Caruso over Dorian Finney-Smith. So that that's kind of my thoughts there. Christian, what is a positive contract? So maybe you hit up uh, Chicago and say, hey, look, instead of us giving you a first, take Christian Wood. But then, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Christian Wood's worth the first. So that's a little tough. All right. Uh, honestly, I would switch out Dorian Pitty Smith for Royce O'Neal because of his contract. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, the Lakers. The world trip starts. You got Houston on Monday. We've seen that team a billion times now, I feel like. Um, that kicks off Monday. A big game Monday night to try to further extend yourself in, in the Western Conference foot race. I said you need to go five and two. These next two games are huge, in my opinion, right? You got it. You got to come on this back to back splitting it. You have to win one of these two, right? Um, for for the longevity of the road trip, I think, right? Um, because you lose both somehow, you fall back under five hundred. You probably make an emergency trade, and you you lose ground in the Western Conference. You got to keep building positive ground here. Because if you lose both of these, you go to Boston Thursday to start off the month in Boston, and then you go to New York next Saturday. So this week, you have four games. It's Houston, Atlanta, Boston, New York. You got to go two and two. You got to go two and two. Tina makes a pretty daggone good point, and I'm going to extend it. Tina says, if the Lakers lose to Houston after this win and nullifies it, I will go one step further. If the Lakers lose both of these games, it nullifies it, right? But I, I kind of get the point. I kind of get the point. But you have to go two and two this week. Go two and two next week. This week, you get Charlotte on the on the fifth. I think I want to say it's the fifth, right? You can't lose both. Go two and two. You can split these. Split the Boston New York game. Beat Charlotte. You get out of the the road trip four and two, and out of the seven game stretch that I was referring to five and two. You get the trade deadline. You get Denver. And then you get a, a pretty like solid post trade deadline schedule, and then you have the gauntlet in March. You got to take care of business. Two and two at the worst this week. 
Walter with some freaking optimism says, let's go 4-0 and let's end the show like that. Thank you guys for tuning in to the LakerStation.com post-post-game show. This has been a great night. The Lakers win in a thriller, 145-144. to Man, got to keep this going. The Lakers are back in action. Um, is it Monday or is it Tuesday? I've been saying Monday, but for some reason, uh, Tuesday's the Hawks game. Okay, I'm sorry. They're back in action Monday against the Houston Rockets in a, I'm going to say, another big game. You have to win that game to keep uh, to keep pace in the Western Conference. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore D-A-V-I. Thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure you hit that like button and subscribe here if you are new to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. We're going to keep you guys up to date with all his rumors and news regarding the Los Angeles Lakers. As we are now a little less, a little over a week away from the NBA trade trade deadline, so uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big week. It's gonna be a big week here, Lakers Nation. It's gonna be a big week here for the Lakers. So you want to stay in the know with all the Lakers coverage. We're the best at it. Till next time, everybody. Have a good night. Stay safe. Go Lake Show. See you, everybody. Stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.